creativity is um, when you start doing something that is not supposed to be done, it's creativity. Everything is sort of a remix. That's why it's really good that we are mixed, not that we are just one side. When we are just one thing, it, creativity disappears. The more diverse the team and the more cohesive and, and trustful the team is, better. There's no that old bureaucracy or that old uh, way of like you are my, my, my employees. No? We, we, we hate the thing of employees. Like we are a bunch of people that work together. We are pushing now in the younger generation. The younger generation is driving in a way the agency. We just there to support them. I told you before, my work is how I give them more space to that they could evolve more. Hello and welcome everybody to this new episode of the Sparker podcast. You just heard Horacio Chacho Puebla. He's the Chief Creative Officer and Partner at Lola. Lola is a creative and strategically driven advertising agency based in Madrid and Barcelona. And as you can hear, they have a truly Latin spirit and at the same time a global outreach. They're working together with brands like Burger King, Magnum, Rexona and many more. And with their work, they are winning dozens of awards every year, including the prestigious Lions Awards from the festivals in Cannes. In this episode, we talk about creativity and what it takes to hire creative people to build and enable creative teams. And I would argue in times like today and also in the future, being able to be creative every day and solve problems in a creative way is very important and a skill that everybody should be very interested in. So without further ado, I hope you will have a very good episode listening to my conversation with the great Chacho from Lola. Horacio, thank you for having me and welcome to the Sparker podcast. I very much appreciate your time for this conversation. Well, this morning we had a cup of coffee together at your agency, one of the most renowned advertising agencies in the world. And then you started your day as Chief Creative Officer of Lola. Now we are back together having these conversations in the evening. Um, what happens in between? What might a typical day look like for you okay well depends on 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 the on the what are you doing in the agency you know depends what you do the, the day will be but a normal day in, in lola it's um, chaotic <laughs> in one in one part the other part is like super structure because we are latin so because we are latin we have to be structured because we work with a lot of anglo-saxon clients and they think that because we will be latins we will be a mess and it's not the case, we are a mess internally with our head, but it's where creativity sparks, no? Mm -hmm. At least we see it that way. Mm -hmm. um, so my day is, is different than the rest of the agency, you know, because I'm the, the head of four agencies, 
Mm-hmm. So it depends on uh, on the on the day how or, or the problem that each agency is having or each office is having. But uh, mainly it's resolving problems. So I start in the morning. Uh, I, I like to check emails just two times a day, probably three, not that much, because it's not you get crazy and you just use the email as a to-do list rather than having a, a goal of the day. You know? So in the morning I check the emails uh, when I came and I see what is happening. Usually there is two or three fires going on mm-hmm. and I have to see how they are, if I can put them down or I will need to wait because it's not that much damage, straight damage. Mm-hmm. So that is, um, that is one part. And then I, I like to spend time more with the with my people, no? with the people that I have in the agency. So I don't know if you saw it, but I don't have a, a, a room. This supposedly should be my, my office, mm-hmm. but I sit with the rest yeah. and my partner do the same. It's more um, to be near the rest on the fight, no? They, they see that you can sit next to everybody and it's fine. We, we, have a, we are really, a really open agency. So and then they go on the, the things that I have to do. I plan how, how, how we will attack the different fires. I, I organize teams. Mm-hmm. For example, now we have a problem in Germany and I'm chatting with a guy from Madrid, chatting with a guy from France, chatting with a guy of Italy, with a guy of London, mm-hmm. how we organize team with a guy from Singapore, how we organize team with a guy from Brazil. So yeah, how you organize it to uh, confront the fire that we have in Germany. So that sounds like in your long career, the kind of creativity you applied every day has changed from the artistic creativity in the beginning of your career to a more um, problem-solving kind of creativity nowadays. Um, both of them are forms of creativity. Totally. The other day I read a, um, an article that I really like. It. Uh, it's, a, it's a book that I'm reading. It's like... Um, It's called uh, sell, sell like your promote like your artist. I don't remember now the name. I'm really bad with names, but I will show you later which one is it. And, he, and they was chatting about um, this guy was chatting about creativity, you know. And creativity is um, when you start doing something that is not supposed to be done. It's creativity, no? Till the best creativity that you see, you no? Know? Like the pieces of art or pieces of creativity that change mankind, no? Or the environment, whatever. All that is creativity. In the middle is a lot of bad creativity, if you want, no? Like average creativity or like not so unexpected creativity, but it's creativity. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I like that point of view because the time I learned that creativity is not just what people tell to be creativity, like, I don't know, art or, or um, self-expression or, I don't know, uh, cooking or mm-hmm. the different ways that we understand creativity. For me, creativity is... Uh, You change the pattern to find a, a, a different solution. Huh? You change the landscape. So that is a spark that for me is creativity. Till then, we will can chat about different layers of creativity. Yeah. No, but uh, I mean, a mom that resolve uh, what they will uh, eat tomorrow at the house, or a dad, or whatever that decide who's going to be the one who is deciding what you will eat tomorrow is creativity. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is bad creativity or good creativity. Regarding to one that is a one-star Michelin, mm-hmm. it's different. Now. They are resolving the problem. One is resolving one problem, and the other one is resolving another problem. Mm-hmm. It probably the one of the, the, the one-star Michelin it would not be that successful in, in, in the food for the kids on that dad or mom that wants to have a lunch in the morning because he will know the taste 
and he will do like a super crazy food and yeah. they just want the usual food. And so we, we can, it's really difficult to put a bar and watch this bad creativity and good creativity. The first thing that I do is I embrace creativity. You know? Okay. There are so many things that I would like to ask you right away. Um, one of them is what makes the difference between a good creative worker and a great creative worker? And another thing I hear out of your response is that creativity has a lot to do with remixing. And last but not least, creativity seems to be about being aware of the context. Um, like the Michelin star chef uh, that is cooking at home for his kids has to cook differently, has to be creative differently than when he is in his uh, restaurant. Which of these questions or thoughts would you like to tackle first? All of them, I don't have a problem. I mean, I have a point of view on all of them. It's not, that doesn't mean that it's the right one. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, for, I was trying for a long time to try to like measure the creativity. Mm-hmm. Like um, what, because I mean, I, I, I creative in advertising, no? Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit creative in, uh, in writing, a little bit creative in drawing, a little bit creative in painting, a little creative in filmmaking, a little creative in other areas, no? Like conceptual art, really bad, no? Really good in advertising, but in the other ones, trying to. So and when I confront, I don't know, music, for example, I'm really bad at music. I like creativity music. I can compose. I don't know if that is a good compo- composition or no. I don't know. And I want to understand how someone that creates a song gets to the idea, no? They're like different paths. And when they, they explain me how they structure in their head the thought, I see some similarities with advertising creativity or my way of doing creativity. And I see others totally different. No? I mean, they give zero relevance to the uniqueness. Uh, they give more relevance to the rhythm or to the lyrics. And the lyrics could be have a, a inspiration from the past. In advertising, that is not allowed. So this is a lot of things. And I try to make like a translation uh, tool to translate creativity across different disciplines, no? Because an idea is totally different what an idea is from a musician, from a painter, from an architect, from a cooker, and so on. That, that gave me a lot of uh, work. And in that, I tried to choose which one is better created than the other one, no? And it was, it was impossible, not, not impossible, but it was subjective in a lot of moments, no? So for me, what, what makes a, 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 um, a great creative is someone that doesn't get stuck to one thing. It likes to evolve all the time and grow all the time and, and have that feeling that I want to explore new things. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing in each things that they do. Mm-hmm. No, I see these people like, I don't know, Justin Timberlake, for example, no? super creative guy, or Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Fallon, super creative, like writing creative, performing creative, dancing creative, songwriting creative, Filmmaking creative, like in everything, in everything he does, so like Justin Bieber, they are good at it. I mean, I can, I try a lot of things. I'm bad at all of them, but at least I try. But I see people like me that they try and they succeed in everything. They are like really good at it. That for me are the the number one guys or girls in the world. No? Do you see some things that make the difference between Justin or Jimmy and you? Uh, what do you think? 
are you missing? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I cannot compete with them. They are much more better than I am in, in, I don't know, in filmmaking or in telling jokes or in performing. I mean, they are better. I mean, I, I don't, I don't like to go and dance or be on a stage and give in a, a, a stand-up comedy, but, um, but I understand that they can do it better. And, and I see whom they see better than them because it's, that is always a, also a thing. I mean, you always see someone that is better than you. My, my, my personal view on that is like that should bo uh, boost you, not put you down. Because, I mean, you can have two visions. No? You see, I will never reach it. I will depress. Or it's always my goal and push me up. I see it that way. I'm optimistic. No? So I all the time see, okay, I will never be like him, but it's good or like, or like her. It's really good because at least I have someone to follow, you know, like it's, I have to follow that one. I'm a follower more than a, than a breaking through. I, because I, I, like you said before, creativity is a remix of stuff. I, I was like, oh, this is amazing. I, this guy is great that he created this or this woman is amazing that had this point of view. And then when you dig into that person, you find out that he or she took it from another point of view. <laughs> and then you go to that. From another one, and then you go to that, and from another one, and from another one, and from another one, and from another one, till you go really back, mm -hmm. and you see that that is a mixture of things too. Mm -hmm. yeah? So there is a, a, a series of videos in the internet called "Everything Is a Remix." Mm -hmm. They explain it really good that, and it's, it's really clear, and everything's sort of a remix. Mm -hmm. That's why it's really good that we are mixed, not that we are just one side. Mm -hmm. When we are just one thing. It, creativity disappears. Mm -hmm. And the pe people think that we humans are really good doing tools. It's the best thing that we do. I'm, I'm not agreeing. I think that the best thing we do, we have ideas. Mm -hmm. It's the best thing we do. We have ideas. Mm -hmm. Really good ideas. Different ideas, good, bad, but we have ideas. That's the best thing that the humans do. So to foster ideas, you need mix. Mm -hmm. Everything that do mix goes against humanity for me. <laughs> It goes against the best thing that we do, so it's really dumb. <laughs> you mentioned people like Justin Timberlake or Jimmy Fallon. Uh, they are out there every night or all the time. Um, they have to create every day. The same applies to you um, for your agency as well. So um, you have to produce or let's say manufacture uh, creative moments every day. What are the importance factor or, or um, ingredients Uh, to create these creative moments repetitive, repetitively, uh, sorry, um, on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, I think the first thing is, is key. You, said, you saw it, you told it, it's a team. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jimmy Fallon and, and, and us and everybody, it's a team. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, uh, it's really tough, if not. Uh, I don't know, it's, I, 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 like, I, love, I like a lot uh, Louis C.K., And it's one chapter that Louis C.K., it's, uh, he's want to take out the, the, the Jay, Jay Leno um, show. So he, he's proposed to be the, the, the guy that he replaces. And Jay Leno is like, you are good, no? When you do stand-up, you, you have like 10 minutes good. And you do that once a week, twice a week. Mm -hmm. Here you have every night to be amazing. So that pressure kills you. It's a lot of pressure. So alone is really complicated. With the team, I learned that. With the team, it's much more better. Because in the team, I can be down today. Oh, sorry. I can be down today. But another one is up. 
And then I can be down and he also can be down. And so she will be up. And then she will be down and I will be up. So it's like the, the more diverse the team and the more cohesive and, and trustful the team is, better. I mean, uh, that, that's why we were chatting before and, and taking a coffee about the, the talent versus the attitude. No? And uh, I mean, talent is, is important, but it's, for me, just above the average is fine. I mean, the average is okay and above is fine as long as they have a lot of attitude. Because if you have the guy or the girl that is really high in talent, but not attitude, not empathy, no, no work team, for me, it doesn't work. I mean, it's, it's a short-term solution. She would be amazing or he could be amazing just for a period of time till it run out because he will run out. So it is like looking at creativity as a marathon instead of a sprint. I think it's more like, like a marathon is like a, I don't know, pentathlon or <laughs> something like that. No, it's like you, you could be really good running, but then comes the other things that you also have to do. So if you just do one thing and just that thing, you just can run marathons. That's it. If not, you can play other games that, that are more interesting. So I think that I learned that too. I mean, in, the, in the beginning, I really like to do everything on, on my own. I was like, really, I, 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 that's why I like to do everything. Because I was no, I can do it better. And so I was studying writing. And I was no, I can like better. And I was doing the design. And then I like better. I tried to film it. I wanted to do everything. Because I was alone in my my network or my environment wasn't that professional or, or pushy. Till I started to meet guys that they was better than me. It was tough to meet people better than you. And the, I had the good luck to work with them. And they make me better. And I was like, I, I want to replicate this. I want to work in team with people that is better than me so I can improve myself. And of course, I was feeling that I was really bad. And then they make me feel that I wasn't that bad. So it was a learning of a team. And since then, that was like a long time ago, like 20 years probably ago, I never could work alone again. I mean, I do my own things alone, but I rather prefer to work with teams in cooperation. It's much more better. 10 times better. You said that when hiring, you can look at skills and the CV on paper on one hand, but um, uh, the attitude is at least as important. Um, you have a great team. How do you find out about the true attitude of people? It's, it's interesting because, for example, now, I mean, uh, besides Lola, I also I'm, I'm trying to start a, a brewery company, brewery company in Mendoza, no? my born city. And uh, we are trying to hire somebody there. So it, in my, my partner was like, let's, let's hire someone. You want to hire someone, you want to be in the interview. And I was like, it's weird because in Lola, I, I set up a, a, a way of hiring people based on our values. No? So we have values, four values, and that values we match with people that had that same values. This doesn't mean that things like us, because I don't know, you and I, we could like soccer, but you can be Real Madrid and I could be Boca Juniors. And doesn't mean that we like the same way of doing things, but that we like at least football, mm -hmm. which is a better because if you like baseball and I like football, we will never agree to sit in front of the TV and see a game. I think that could be a good strategy uh, to always look for a common passion. If it is not football and baseball, you can still say that both uh, people love sports and then create a basis for good collaboration on that. Exactly. When, 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 um, uh, rather than, than have a, 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 a common interest 
about an activity that we thought could be that, we, we found values, no? Like they go beyond um, activities. They are things that you have inside. I don't know, for example, one of our values is collaborative, no? It's open. We like open people, like people that would really like to work collaboratively with different people, don't have problems in changing uh, uh, office and changing way of working. In cha- people open to change, you know? That is value. There is people that could really like advertising, could really like creativity, and they cannot be open. I do this, and don't move me from that. So that person in Lola cannot work. Mm-hmm. How you are open, I don't care. <laughs> as long as we can have a discussion among ourselves to try to be open and, and do that. So that helps us a lot in, when we are recruiting people, because this is a, a value that we see in the activity, in the, in the, in the hiring process. And we share this, you are open, great. So I want to see your attitude about that. How, what do you have done to be open? You have, how many places have you worked? What was your collaborations? How many times you have signed collaborations with other companies? Depending, of course, on, on the profile that we're hiring, but the more top the, the profile, the more open we ask the people is. You know, the, how many different industries you have worked? How many have you been exposed to other things? So we have a questionnaire on that, and we, we follow that process then. The people that get in the agency fits better. This uh, really well-known thing, hire slow, uh, fire fast, it's, it's key, you know, because we take time to see the people that will get in, but because we will share values. I mean, in the relationships, also, we think it should be that way. I mean, uh, we, we discuss this with my girlfriend a lot, but it's um, a lot of times you get in a relationship because you both like football. Uh, and you think that that is, you have something in common. But then you realize when you go to the, the match, uh, you scream and she doesn't like the scream and you are violent and you just like the violent. So it's not about the food, it's about the, the value on, do you like violent people or not do you like violent? <laughs> Maybe that is much important. And then you are not, you just stay home and I go to the match, but when we are together, we are not violent or we are violent and we are happy, I don't know. <laughs> but based on values, it, it helps us a lot rather than in afflictions or in interests, you know? You said you had four values. You have pictures of them on the wall. It is open. Craft. Craft. It's a um, solver. Mm-hmm. And it's hungry. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned a process that you go through, uh, like a checklist of some sort. What do you look at specifically? It depends on the, on the, on the profile. I mean, uh, like I said, in open, it's about collaboration. Craft, because we, craft has like different approaches, no? Because craft is easy if, if it's a, a, a job position based on something like you know, copywriting or other direction or design or UX. I mean, it's easy to see the crafting in that piece. But it's not that what we're chatting with, we chat about crafting, we chat about being on time on the meetings. If you say that you will do that, keep it in, in the loop, don't give up. I mean, like being precise, no? Because we are Latins and we need people that contrast that Latin uh, sort of imaginary that we are not uh, precise and, and uh, we, uh, we, we straight, no? Yeah, so that's the contrapart. So we, in, in the questions, we aim to that thing. And we ask proof of that. Then we have solver, which for us is key, no? Solver, it's not a value, but it's a, something that is for us important. There is people that want to solve stuff. They don't want to stop in that one. No, this one said that this not can be done. They stop there. We don't like that. We like people that is like, 
they say that you cannot this this way, I think we can do it this way, this way, this way, this way. What do you think? That is the approach that we have on things all the time. So people in the agency are like that. They see a problem, they confront the problem, they try to give a solution. If the solution doesn't work, they go with the managers and it's like, look, this happened, I proposed this, didn't happen, I have these two proposals. What do you think? So it's already a step ahead, like I have the, yeah, I have like, I have this problem, what I do? Uh, the first thing, think. <laughs> think how you solve that problem. No, but you are the boss. Yeah, but you are the guy who will solve it. So you try to solve the problem. If you cannot solve the problem, let's chat about what could be other possibilities. Because I, the only thing that I have more than you is experience. That's it. More time on this, more experience because I live in another time. That's why I'm your boss. <laughs> the, only, the only thing that I have more. So I can give you my point of view. You can process it. Maybe you think that my point of view is shit. So find another one and do it and see what happened and learn from it. That is a solar part. So we want to see that. I mean, we have questions for that part. Like what is the most non-orthodox thing that you do, that you did, and it worked? How was it? A lot of people never have been uh, non-orthodox, no? They all have to follow the rules. And they're like, no, I all the time follow the rules. It's not the person that I need. Because if he follows all the rules, he will get stuck when the rule is not there. And I need people that can move, you know? And as a boss, you are much more involved in getting the team performing at their best and not that much anymore in actually executing or doing designs, etc. I mean, I do some of that kind of work, but internally or for a specific, a specific uh, projects. But in general, no. My, my work is to do the space that they shine. Yeah. And, um, I create that atmosphere. And what does it take from you and the company to create the atmosphere where um, the four values you mentioned earlier are not just a painting on the wall, but um, that they are actually true and lived by the people in the company? What do you do on a day-to-day -day basis in this yeah, regard? No, we, we started, when we decided the values, we decided with the people in the agency. So we asked the people in the agency, what do you think we are? What do you think, what, what do you, how you will say our values are? And we asked them. And they gave us a lot of values, point of view. There was no values. I don't know if there are values. These pillars of the agency, we want to know what we are. So they put creativity, they put, I don't know, chaos, they put fun, they put, I don't know, solver, they put hungry, which is one we are really uh, hungry for, for a lot of things. Um, so they give us that. And with that, we say, okay, all this means this, all this means this. Are you okay? We put all the agencies together. And like, this is what we are. They're fine. Yeah, we're fine. We, the, the owners of the agency, the, not the owners, the managers of the agency, leave that uh, values. I mean, it's not a thing that we just say crafting, we are not crafting, you know, or we say open and we are not open, or we say solar and we are not solar. No, hungry, we are not hungry. Of course, we are the, the leaders at that four things. So that, is, that we leave it because we ask the people, the people decide what we do, and then we are part of that. It really was sort of easy in a way. If not, I think that doesn't work. Because of the authenticity, uh, you are living what you preach. I mean, we, we ask the people, what do you live? Okay, you, live. you like that we preach where we live? Yes, okay, that's it. <laughs> it's, it's much more easy, no? You, you don't have to pretend nothing. You are like that. The problem wasn't, how we are, because we already was, by that time, I don't know, I think 200. So the 200, we was like that. Mm -hmm. This is 200 like that. The problem was like, what happened if more people came in? Mm -hmm. How that people would be? 
And that's why we start like, okay, do we want that they share of views that are different than us, better than us, but they share of these four views. Mm-hmm. If they don't have these four things, they're fucked. Mm-hmm. Because we need people that is hungry in whatever they want to be hungry. Open, whatever, the solver, they wait, they find a way. Perfect. Uh, I did a little research about Lola, of course, and what I learned was that Lola was one of the best places to work in Spain. Um, what do you think does it take for a workplace to be great? Um, uh, and what does it take uh, to make people shine at the workplace? Yeah, I mean, when, when, when we came to Lola, um, Lola wasn't even in the rankings, no? And uh, we started, I think, in top 20. And now we're top three, I think, or top one, in, in, in depending on the cities that we was. And um, the... I think that there's no one thing, there's a lot of things, but the first thing that we do is like here things happen. It's this thing, the solver thing. In advertising, a lot of things ends up in uh, just PowerPoints and presentations and they never see the light. We like that the things happen. We find a way that the things happen. And that for the creative people is really important because creatives want to show what they have inside. No? So if you can do that, it's great. We do that, we pay good. I mean, we are on about the average in the market paying wise. We try to pay the best that we can for the, for our people. I think we have like this really human way of seeing life. I mean, I'm the boss of everybody and I sit with the rest and have a door and it, someone can come here now and kick us out and I, we will go to another meeting. Not because I'm the boss, I will stay. So this horizontal thing is, they live, we are like that. I mean, it's not a lie, no? We really like, we really like to know the names of the people. We really like, we feel bad when we don't know the names. That, that happens sometimes, no? It's too many people. <laughs> But we try. And I think that that is what the people like. I and mean, when the people came to Lola, it's, they, they don't want to live in a way. Usually the people that lives here goes to really better places uh, career-wise, or they change careers, they change for nothing. But the majority of the thing that wants to change and they want to grow and there is no more space here, they come to me and ask to me and they said, it's really, I'm fucked up because I want to live, because I want to continue growing and there is no uh, view that, I don't know, the bosses will go because they are happy also here. So what I do? And they're like, I don't know where to go. <laughs> it's complicated because they don't, they don't see other places to go. And we feel proud of that. I mean, we really feel proud that. People like to spend, spend time here. They have good fun. They have friends. They, they improve their portfolio. They improve their career. The clients are happy. So. To me, it sounds like respect is very important. Um, that you show respect and that respect is not based on the hierarchy, but on the work you do every day uh, together. Yeah, it's, it's really important on the human side. You know? they, they, we take really care of them. A lot of people that come to Lola from other agencies or from other industries, They think that it's a lie in the beginning, no? that we are faking it. <laughs> Because it's such a shock. No? I don't know, that the CEO of the agency uh, calls you for your birthday or, or see you in the street and chat with you and hug you and, and take a beer with you and take a coffee and you don't need an audience to chat with the CEO. You just go, the door is open or you just can chat with the CCO. There's no, that old bureaucracy or that old, a way of like you are my my, my employees no? we, we, we hate the thing of employees like we are a bunch of people that work together by chance I'm 
taking more decisions than you and making more money for sure because I'm taking more decisions. Um, but it's by chance. I mean, you can take my place if you feel you can do it. It's there. <laughs> so respect is one thing and trust is another important factor for creating that atmosphere to remix, experiment and try out new ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we give a lot of spaces because we trust a lot in the people. I mean, if I hire somebody, you know, I hire a, a guy that will run the office in Madrid and I hire him and I don't give him freedom and I don't give him support and I don't I trust him, why I hire him? I do it then, you know? So I hire him. I give him the whole responsibility. I give him some KPIs. This is what I want to do. This is where I think they should go. You agree on that? Yeah, I agree. If not, we discuss. We discuss. We both together see which is the goal and we go to that goal as you want because I hire you that you do it <laughs> or I promoted you or whatever. You have to do it. It's your thing. I totally trust you. If you need my help, you know where I am. But if not, that pressure also helps in the way that they develop more. I mean, everybody here has really developed their career. They really develop to learn how to take decisions, to be responsible for the decisions that they take, to take being, to, to being take it serious, no? Like a person, a human being that can take a decision, can be responsible for the decision, that is growing. That, I mean, we really believe in that, no? If not, I see that the other way of seeing things is an old school way of thinking. No? We have to all the time improve and evolve. And how do you personally yourself take decisions? After all the years you, you gathered experience, um, have you developed a kind of pattern how you approach decision making? No, I mean, there is, the, of course, it's different because the problems are different. What I learned lately a lot is like there is no black and white that much. Huh? I mean, if, if it's black and white, something is wrong. <laughs> you are not seeing the full picture, no? because it's like it's complicated a lot of times. So you have to understand really, I, I like to spend the most of the time trying to really understand the problem, really understand the problem. Then I involve all the people that is in the problem, try to involve all of them. I tell them what I think could be the solution. Then we have a discussion about it. If I like, which happens a lot of times, I like another solution from another point of view. We take that one. If I feel that the other one, it's clear that it's not a democracy. I'm the boss, I have to take the decision, even if the decision is not my point of view. I learned that. In the past, I think that probably I wasn't like that, in the beginning, beginning. But I think that the richness of the, of the mix is what makes a better decision. No? But sometimes I see it like, you know, it has to be this way, and there everybody is against, and we take my decision, and we fuck it up. <laughs> and other times, no. So, because everybody, admits, at least in the agency, knows that Decisions are, someone takes it. I mean, it's a narrative that we choose on our lives. No, it's, now it's, we will take this decision and then we see if we change it or not. But decisions is, um, I think it's a process, collaborative process. Someone has to take the decision and someone is getting paid for taking that decision. I'm not avoiding to take the decision, but my decision is that you take the decision and I, and I support you. And if something goes wrong, it's not your fault, it's my fault because I take the decision. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and that's something that the employees they love it. I mean, uh, of course they love it. Yeah, yeah. They love it. Of course, the, the the problem that we have now is not a problem of um, how can I say way of working. It it works perfectly. The problem is like once that you have this that I'm saying, 
everybody becomes more demanding. So if we are open, they want to be more open and more open and more open and more open. And we have to catch up them. I mean, rather than keep it as we are, we have to try to catch up how they go, how they solve things, how they take decisions, how they, they, they have their own mechanisms now. I mean, we, we create something, they live there, they improve that, and how it's growing and growing, and we're pushing now in the younger generation. The younger generation is driving, in a way, the agency. We just, there to support them. I told you before, my work is how I give them more space so that they could evolve more. Yeah, it sounds like you've created an organism that is able to grow. Exactly. And, um, and I don't want to control the organism. Mm -hmm. I can advise the organism that because I saw it or because I heard or because I read or because I experienced or whatever, that could be dangerous. The organism is really clever. They understand that and they're like, okay, we'll take the decision anyway. And they succeed a lot of times and they not succeed a lot of times. But they generate from that mistakes as an organism and they don't take that mistake again. They find another way. They could go to my way or they find another way too. Well, it's fascinating to see, you know? I hope you are enjoying this episode so far. If you like what you hear, why not collaborate with Sparker on your next business event? Sparker drives strategy and innovation workshops forward as a goal-oriented facilitator. And Sparker can also contribute to your next high-caliber conference as moderator or speaker. If you want to learn more, visit www.sparker.ch moderation. You find the link in the description of this episode. And now back to the rich conversation of this Sparker podcast. Something interesting is that you um, have a lot of experience, won a lot of awards with your agency, but you also mentioned that you are sometimes catching up with the young talent in your agency. Um, what do you think is your experience actually worth nowadays, where, where there are so many different new areas of business, uh, like augmented reality, just to name one example? Um, what part of your experience still has value in face of all the new upcoming areas of business? That's a good question. I mean, I think that there are like two approaches of this one, huh? I, I think so. The, the first approach is like how much my, my value as a, as a manager, <laughs> creative that understand the, the business of the advertising and understand a little bit of how things works in the, in the markets, no? Like in the, in the capitalism, let's say, in the system, no? how the system works. That is a really good learning because advertising is like in the, in the spine of the, of the consumism, no? the capitalism. So that gives you a view of how things work, which is really good. And when you chat about others, you understand it. For changing it or for not changing it, but you understand that. So that in that, I think that the, the, the I don't know how is the apport or the, 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 my, my, my value on that. It could be interesting. Not that much because I'm, I'm not a guy that is really into capitalism. And I, I push it back a little bit, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a strong value. And the other value is about understanding what is happening. I'm understanding what is happening. I think my value is like, 
below average because I see that I will never catch up on what is going on. And that is my value, that I know that I cannot catch up. <laughs> you know what you don't know. Exactly. I know, I, I know what I don't know. And because I don't know what I don't know, I trust a lot in the, in the rest. And that makes, makes me make a lot of mistakes because I trust everything. I use my guts and I use the other knowledge of how the system works to, to know, okay, it could be this way or this or that way. Because, but because it's changing so fast and it's so many fronts in the change because it's not just changing technology, it's changing social, spiritual, name it, no? I mean, like everything is changing. So, uh, technologically, of course, but also, I don't know, physics, everything is changing. All the fronts are changing. All this question is so much that I cannot reach it. So if I, if I say I can give an, a, a value on that, I will be lying. I just can add to every aspect. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It could be at least like that. It could be the other way. I, I, I put the doubt in all the areas. And that's the value. You say it's a lot of, depends. I don't know. So it could be that a very young employee at your agency is a pro in augmented reality, for example, um, because it is her hobby or whatever, and then you trust her. Totally. 100%. I mean, that happens all the time. I mean, for example, we have an, in, in, the, in our office in Barcelona, we have two guys that now they are hired, but in the beginning they wasn't hired. On, because they didn't want it. Uh, they are like YouTubers, no? I had this discussion with the creatives. It's like, because we was trying to, to make their creative in uh, YouTube better. And I was like, wh whom of you here has more followers than them on YouTube or on Instagram? Who has more knowledge of the platform than them? Nobody. They do it. So let them do. <laughs> Let them do whatever they do. And they, they did. And I, I love the learning from them, how they see things. And we have chat about quality, for example, with them. Like, there is important the quality, the crafting that we are super obsessed in advertising in like the high professional level. It's important for you. And no, zero. For me, the most important is like, you do it. You do it fast, fast. fun, done. And, and I see how much things you do. And that is what I like the most about you. I don't care about the quality. I like about quantity. And I'm like, yeah, but that has proven that it's not good. For me, it works. So again, it changed the way of your thinking. And it's, a lot of people will think, oh, they are stupid. Or not. Who does? <laughs> that sounds like you have a lot of conversations all the time. Um, do you have like favorite questions uh, to get the most out of every conversation? Yeah, yeah but, but do you try to do that? In every conversation, I make a lot of questions. <laughs> Or if I have, like you, someone that makes so much questions, I enjoy it because you make me question and make me think, make me organize it, make me put it away. I want to see what you listen, what you tell me afterwards. And I think that the, the structure is like, I'm really into learn from the other person. That's my goal. When I'm sitting in a, another guy and I start to ask him, I'm really asking. I'm not asking to be polite, no? Like, I don't know, before I have a lunch and... Someone wanted to ask me um, advices on what to do, and um, I was like really asking her what she wants in her life, and I was really mean. It wasn't like, "What do you want in life?" And I don't care. I'm thinking, no, I really want to. And, and how you see things going through? What's your point of view? How you think the world is going to go? You challenge them. I asked them. Really, they asked me back. And I mean it what I'm saying. And another thing that I like is like, I like to say what I feel. I learned that 
because for a long time that is you are afraid of saying what you think because you think that you will be stupid or you will be an asshole or what you will say is obvious or you will say it's not clever or you will say it's not fun or whatever. Who the fucking care? <laughs> Who the fucking care? I mean, if you ask something that was obvious, you will not ask it again because you are not in that. If you are too passionate, you are too passionate. If you're less passionate, you're less passionate. It's you. It's you against you. You, we tend a lot of time to think that, no, the others will think, fuck, when you will die, you will forget about the rest. You will just forget about why you did, why you didn't ask, why you didn't do, why you didn't <laughs> complain or whatever. Yeah. Why the dogs? Uh, there's Tura coming in. Yeah. Thank you. Swan Owen. Tura is a lovely dog of uh, Asia. <laughs> She's really cute. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was. I don't know. She wants to speak something. Mm. What do you want to say? Yeah, what do you want to say? Why not? Was it her knocking on the door trying to get. Yeah, yeah, it was like boom. <laughs> Bueno, bueno. Así que nos vamos a la casa. This is where she wants to go now. So it's like, let's go. Let's go home. Yeah, I have to bring her home because we have to go to the movies, ¿no? ¿Te voy a tener que traer? 15 minutes. Okay. So um, let's take that break and the arrival of Tura, your dog, to switch topic a little bit. Um, When we were chatting the last couple of days over barbecue and glasses of wine, we were um, also talking about more personal topics. You mentioned that you started out as a workaholic and recently started to say that family and re uh, relationships are far more important. You are just about to make that transformation or you are in the middle of that transformation. Um, to give more time to family and relationships and less power to the stress of working all the time. Um, what have been your hurdles or challenges to make that switch or transformation? How did you solve or deal with it? Dealing with it. I mean, I didn't solve it yet. No, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. What happened is like, I, I was a workaholic because one thing happened that I think is key. Uh, I mean, all the time I really like doing what I'm doing. I mean, I really like creativity all my time. I was thinking that I like advertising, but I like creativity. You know, I, I, I realized that with some like 30 something. Um, and I was like working abroad all the time. So working abroad is different because your friends are the people that you work with a lot. I mean, one of my best friends are in this agency. You know? And, uh, or they had passed the agency, they have become really friends and they are living and I continue being friends. And so it's, it's, I didn't, I couldn't divide work from life. It was very similar. My son lives in another city. He was living in another city. So I had to go to see him to get in contact with him. See, I didn't have it at home. And I, because I work a lot, I was like working all the time and people next to me was like, okay, he works a lot. We work a lot too. So everybody started to work a lot. And uh, of course, that damage families and stuff and, and make everybody, the boss is working a lot, we have to work a lot. And I was getting angry when they didn't work like I work. But with the time, I mean, mainly with the death of my dad, no? Because I asked him when he was dying, he was like really also work, work guy, no? I said, what is the important? You are, you are going to die. So <laughs> it was really good that we could chat about a lot of things. No? And he said, I know it sounds cliche, 
I know that it's uh, bullshit, but believe me, the only important thing are the moment that you have with the people that you love. That's it. It's the only thing you remember. I don't remember how much money I have in the bank. I don't remember what I buy two months ago. I don't remember the places that I have been and he had traveled the world several times. I don't remember. I remember the moments that I have in the places, but I don't remember the, the place. I, mean, I don't remember what the streets, I don't know the number of the streets. I don't know the name of my account bank. I don't know. I remember when you walk, I remember that. So that made me poof, a switch, you know? And I was like, fuck. And then I was um, in a relationship and that relationship changed and getting a new relationship it was like much more intense. And at the same time, the work gave me the space to then don't be that much on the work because I have already was becoming a CCO. So I have my two uh, ECDs working in their offices. And they was like, give us a space. So they pushed me back that they could do their own. So I have also a lot of time for myself. And I was like, I want that the people have this time that I have to think, to, to, to be in contact, to be aware eh, that you are with your family and that is good. And from that, you can learn that you can apply in the work and that both. No? The things that you are learning work, you can apply in your family too. <laughs> exactly. That remixing is key. But my, the issues that I'm confronting now, the issues that are happening now, is like my people want to continue working a lot. Mm-hmm. They really enjoy. I mean, they are... They are enjoying how they, I teach them to work and how I teach them to do when I was younger. And now I'm older. They're younger, still young, because they're much more younger than me. And they want to continue working like crazy. And I'm trying to, to, to teach them that they cannot do it, but they continue want to do it. And they're being successful in what they're doing, and the agency is being successful. Thank them, no? So I'm trying to unbalance that. That's why now we go to the movies. <laughs> I'm trying to unbalance that. I'm trying to put more... Uh, tools that they can have more free time and trying to help them to find process that can agilize the, 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 the agency to, that they have to work less. I try to put much more money into infrastructure, to infrastructure that they cannot work less. I mean, I'm, I'm trying, but it's not easy because they don't want. <laughs> Do you have conversations with your colleagues about what success is? And um, what do you think, do your colleagues believe is success? Yeah, the problem there is like, from where you stand for, I mean, you, you have referred to my awards, you have referred to my career, you have referred to all of that, to prove that my word will be valuable. No? I mean, like, whatever that I say, the people that are listening to the podcast, they will say, okay, this guy has done this, that's why I have to listen if I want to be like him. And what I'm saying is like, you don't need to be like, like me to be happy. Huh? To everybody. Believe me, I'm here. But believe me, if I will know this, I will stay <laughs> in a different place. Probably I will not push that hard. There. But how I know that I will achieve that without being there? So the, the, what happened all the time is like when I t- speak to them, they're like, yeah, yeah, but you did it. I want to do it and then realize that I don't need it. It's easy for the guy who has everything. Exactly. To say it. To say it. Exactly. Exactly. It's really difficult because the others are like, yes, I understand your point, but I want to leave it. Mm -hmm. I want to be in the stage. I want to be in the cover of the magazine. I want to be there Mm -hmm. and then realize that I don't need that. But I need it. Mm -hmm. At least to see it. If not, it will. Exactly. Because I think that the system puts you that carrot. Mm -hmm. When you achieve it, this did not happen to me. It happened to a lot of people, eh? When you achieve that carrot, you realize that that carrot is not the carrot that you really need to. 
The carrot is the other one. But when you go into the other carrot, like the spiritual one, the new one, the, the deep one, let's say, <laughs> the important one, when you go to that one, it's much more harder, it's much more difficult, the system doesn't make it easy, the, you, feel the, you feel the pressure of the, the, the success, you feel the, you feel the pressure of the, um, the recognition from the virus, you, you feel that pressure, you need that. So you have to pass through the whole propaganda of the system to overcome that. How I did it, I get into the propaganda of the system, I bought the propaganda of the system, I win the lottery of the system, and then I realize that, okay, the system is a short-term thinking. It's not a long-term thinking. I mean, I'm 43. Huh? I achieved everything that I wanted a long time ago. What I do now? What I do? I quit my job. I, I already did it. I don't, I don't want more. <laughs> I want more money. I don't want more success. I don't want more titles. I don't want it. I'm happy like I am. How? How I do now? What I, what I do? I'm 43. <laughs> I, I probably will die, I don't know, Why 60 something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But imagine if I will have with the, the achievement that I have, or not the achievement that I have, but the knowledge or the way of living with, I don't know, 28 or 35, mm -hmm. would be more calm. Or what if I have it with 75? Mm -hmm. How I would feel? Mm -hmm. So it's, um, each of us should find their own way, you know? But if you read and you chat with people, mm -hmm. the majority of the people is like, you don't need it. <laughs> Believe me, you don't need it. With all that experience combined, um, what would you say to your 20-year-old self or 30-year-old self? I don't believe that much in the, in the change in the, the past, no? I mean, whatever that I will say to that one probably will impact in how I am now. And I'm such a cool moment right now. I mean, I'm having such a great life, even though there are other problems, eh? it's not perfect. I have, a lot of issues and a lot of problems, but the self-aware of I have right now, uh, this awakening that you can say that I had like a couple of years ago, it's amazing. I mean, I, I would not change a, a, a point or a code. Of course, I would, I would love to don't, don't be such an asshole sometimes, no? And, and not being, don't, don't hurt people and not being mean to people because I have been, no? Everybody has been. Even if you don't want to, you do it. Or sometimes you do it on purpose, but <laughs> I, of course I would like that all that pain that I produce to other people that doesn't exist. I cannot change that. And probably all, being aware of all that pain makes me be like I, like I am now. So if I will go back and speak to my 20, I would like, have fun, dude. <laughs> have fun, what can I say? It's gonna be a nice ride. <laughs> That would be a perfect last sentence uh, if there wouldn't be that one thing that I would like to talk to you about. Um, you told me uh, that you encourage your son to travel the world after finishing high school for one year. Can you please tell us that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when, when my son was about to make 18 and finish high school, I, one of the things that I realized was like, what the rush? I mean, with 18, you have to decide what you will do the rest of your life. So let's stop. You don't know shit out of the world. <laughs> so learn that. And I have this idea to send my son to, to make a trip around the world to see the people that I know. Thankfully, I know a lot of people in the world. They're good friends, a lot of them. And uh, I wanted that they met him. And I wanted that they teach him what they have learned in life. Because it sounds like so deep or whatever, but for me it was important because I didn't want that my son just have one point of view, my point of view and his mom's point of view. I wanted that he has different point of view. So in this experience that I had, that he was traveling around the world for one year, 
Uh, what's interesting for him, and of course for the people that have to think what they have learned in their life to teach to an 18 old, 18 year old boy. Uh, so it was amazing. And, my, and when my son come back, he was like saying to me, thank you for trusting me. And I was like, I didn't know that I had, of course I trust you. I didn't even, even thought in the, in the, in that, that I was giving him so much trustfulness on him. No, trustfulness, that's what exists. Like, I give him a lot of my trust, all of them. I mean, I, I think that he is amazing. I mean, it's my, for me, it's the guy that is from another world. <laughs> I'm like all the time, like, it's not mine, of course. <laughs> I mean, also he's blonde and blue eyes, so probably he's not mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's, uh, he, he looks, uh, I saw pictures of him, he looks uh, very handsome, very charismatic. Um, no, no, no. He, he told me all the time, well, all the time, not once. And I love it. He was like, I'm, I'm like my mom on the outside and I'm like you on the inside. And I'm like, ah, that's nice. <laughs> so I'm sure your son learned a lot on that trip. Um, but what did you uh, learn of it? A lot, man. First, that, the, 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 the letting him go, the thing that you most love in the world, to let it go that grows. I mean, what's up? Oof. A huge thing because it's then of course make you think you're doing that for him or for 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 me because also when I said this story everybody like wow you are amazing so they are feeding my ego so I did for him or for me to define that took me some time of course I did it for him I'm really aware of it even it sounds that could be him for me but it's for him. It's the life that I think that he needs to have. And it was also a way to learn that he's not an extension of me. He's him. It's really complicated. When you will have kids, you will understand that. Because in the beginning, you think that your kids are a prolongation of you. They are like a, a little bit of you that goes near you and it's part of you. They look like you, they act like you, they say the things that you say. So it's really easy to tell that they are you or an extension of you. And no, he's a totally different person, totally different mindset, to totally different. We have some things in common, but that's it. Your own way. And this was interesting because he deal with things that I'm, it makes me, I will not deal that way. I will deal worse. I will deal it better. I will do it differently. I don't know. That, that one thing. And of course, all the things that, all the things that my friends teach to him, of course, he told it to me, was amazing. Such a good... <laughs> Advice they give to him. He should write a book. Yeah, he's trying to. Yeah, he's 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 having a he has a, his blog with a friend, which he writes all the things that he thinks that is important to share. But he was thinking in in, in write the book. Uh, a guy read a book also that he was traveling all the United States for one year and working at the most difficult different jobs. So he was like, yeah, I don't know. That guy wrote that book, and I was like, you write your own, man. I don't know. And um, yeah, probably if he will. I think he will do it because he is thinking and do it again uh, later, later on. So probably they probably they do combinations, I don't know, maybe 18 and 28 or 18 and 48 or 18 and, I don't know, that two different ages seeing the world probably is interesting too, coming to the same places and see the same place after 10 years or 20 years or 18 years. Maybe he do it with 36, I don't know. Could be interesting. Um, He's a super clever guy. He will, he will see what, and, and that was another thing that I learned from him. It's like, he took a lot of decisions better than I would have taken right now. 
So I was, it's amazing when you see how you kid overcome you in uh, intellectually, no, or, or emotionally. He's much more better than me in all the aspects. In all the aspects, he, and when that happened, I mean, when the first time that you see that your kid is better than you, it's such an amazing experience. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's like, wow, this thing that I love so much, just kick my ass. <laughs> and I, supposedly I should hate him because he's better than me and he just can love him more, which is crazy. That's so, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, I think that is a very nice place to start <laughs> recording. And with that, I would like to thank you very much for this joyful and insightful conversation. Great, great. It great. has been a great pleasure. No, no, me too. Uh, very good questions, dude. <laughs>